Welcome to the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. We're going to explore ways to sharpen our diagnostic skills, find learning resources, and hear from experts in the automotive field. Hey, what's going on, automotive world? Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Diagnostic Podcast. My name is Sean Tipping, and I will be your host once again for today's episode. Joining me on the show this week is Pedro Della Torre. Pedro is a diagnostic and programming technician. He's been on this show before. I'm sure you've heard me reference the EEPROM class that he instructed around the country. We're going to talk a little bit about that, talk a little bit about mobile diagnostics and programming, but the main reason I'm having him on the show today is so that he can talk about the upcoming webinar that he has. Pedro has discovered a way to repair ECMs in Subaru vehicles uh, that have a specific cam timing issue. Uh, If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, uh, you'll remember an episode a while back where I ran into one of these. Um, Timing was out on the vehicle. They fixed it. Code remained. What do we do? Uh, Pedro's got a fix for this now, and that's what the webinar is going to be all about. Um, So you can hear all the details here, but for anybody that's interested, it's going to be Thursday, October 27th from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. And there's going to be a link in the show notes here uh, where you can sign up for this webinar. So I'd encourage you to do that. Pedro's a super smart guy. This stuff is really interesting um, and it can provide you with a service to your customers that they're probably not going to find anywhere else, uh, especially the dealer. The dealer's going to tell them to put an ECM in it. So really, really cool stuff. I uh, encourage you to check that out. I'm going to be there. But other than that, let's jump into the episode. It seems to be that's always when really good conversation happens is, you know, before or after, which is totally fine. Uh, a part of this podcast I enjoy so much is just getting to talk to people, whether it's recorded or not. But I like to I like to share as much of it as possible with the listeners. So, no, I totally get that. Well, how's it going, Pedro? How uh, how's life? How's business? What's happening? Uh, things are going well. <laughs> Thanks. It, it's uh, it's crazy though. It's, it's uh, how we had mentioned earlier. Um, Work is just crazy. It's almost like I always say this joke. It's almost like we're giving the work away for free. Um, it's, it's there's a lot of abundance of work, and you know I, I would like to say that uh, you know some of it is hopefully the work that I put out. Um, but man, it, it it almost sometimes feels like there's a lot of shops that uh, have some catching up to do with some training. You know that they do some uh, amazing work with you know the the things that they focus on, but. Uh, I get so many calls for anything electrical, you know, anything that uses electricity and then they just back away. Uh, um, you made a comment about them getting comfortable and, you know, from the convenience from having mobile techs. But I had recently made a big move where I hired uh, David, um, uh, my employee. He's, you know, mobile programming only. Okay. And all my diagnostics, I took it into a location that I rent. I'm in the back of an industrial road, uh, nothing pretty about it. You know, it was my first place I could get into. And I had a big fear that a lot of customers would avoid bringing vehicles to me because they got used to the convenience, right? You come out to their shop, you diagnose sure. it, you know, then, then their textures do the work and, you know, life is good. So yep. I was a little concerned, but I had felt that it was time for me to get into the next level because uh, I felt I could do accomplish more being in my own area. Uh, and uh, fortunately, I don't, I don't think uh, anything changed as far as the, my customer base. You know, they tow the cars over, they dry them, uh, awesome. drive them. Uh, sometimes I get some help to pick up the cars, drop them off. So it, it's all over the place. Uh, that's that's fantastic to hear. Um, and I'm sure going back to what you said, I, I, I know it's to do with the quality of work that you're offering to the customers that they're willing to do that. But um, yeah, there's so much work out there right now to be had in this industry. It's absolutely crazy. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking ahead already 
<laughs> it's supposed to get below freezing tomorrow night. And around here, at least, I'm sure it's the same where you're at. As soon as the snow flies, it just ramps up even more. Yeah. Like those first few weeks um, in, in shops after it starts snowing, it's just nuts until Christmas. And, uh, oh, yeah. No, it and I can I can't believe you guys are gonna get below freezing. That's uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna check my weather app. I wonder if we're gonna have that because uh, it's been about 45 ish, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, we're not there. Uh, you know what? It's gonna work its way to us. Uh, not there, but on Saturday it'll be a low of 37, so we're almost there. Yeah, wow. it, it dropped today. It's been beautiful uh, the whole month of September and up until yesterday, and then today it, it was chilly. But I actually don't mind it. You know, I'm doing. I'm still doing the mobile thing and I'll be out in the parking lot quite often, which honestly is fine with me. I like to just kind of be on my own, but, um, it, uh, it was a nice change of pace. I wore a sweatshirt all day today. I wasn't sweating in the sun or anything like that. (laughs) I I didn't mind the, the 50 degrees out today. Um, yeah, I gotta imagine it's nice to be in your own area to have a, a bay do you have lifts and stuff like that in there just one i actually uh i can't think of the name i think it's called max jacks and it's uh only about four feet uh or i i know there's a name maybe mid-rise i think they call it yeah like a mid-rise lift um and i almost did that kind of on purpose one it was budget wise but two uh, anytime there's a big job, I, I kind of let the shop know, Hey, listen, you know, our focus is diagnostics and electrical sure. work. So anything that involves a, a lift all the way up in the air, um, has to go back to your place and we'll figure something out. Yep. Uh, I, I just had a neighbor that, uh, he had asked me to help him with his, uh, wife's Durango 2018. So I'm like thinking, oh, you know, it's a no crank, no, no, a crank, no start. And mm-hmm. he works on trucks. You know, I'm, a lot of my neighbors, uh, do a lot of semi trucks. So I'm thinking he's going to go through the basics, you know, and he shows up with it and it's a bad fuel pump. And he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, can you fix it now? I'm like, oh, um, you know, I told you it's the fuel pump. I thought you would take care of this job. I'm like, yeah, I don't have the lift to accommodate that. <laughs> and yep. just, uh, yeah, you know, I, I did what I could for him. So yeah, that, yeah. that kind of gets me out of trouble. <laughs> oh, I, I completely agree. Uh, you know, I did the side work thing for many years and I still have a few people that reach out for, Hey, do you want to do this uh, break job or whatever? And um, I left the college in May, and so now technically I don't have access to a lift, right? I got my two stall garage at my house, and I don't I don't have a lift, so it's a really easy out on a yep, lot of this yep. stuff. When people call me like, "Oh man, I really need this transmission in my car," I'm like, "Uh, I can recommend a shop to you," and I, I am so okay with that. I just I don't know. I got to a point where besides every once in a while, obviously I'll keep up my own stuff. Like I just have no, very little desire to do the actual repair anymore. Yeah. Yeah, You know, I think it's once you have, and it's not even like to, to look down at the work at all. That's not what it is. I I think it's the quick high you get from constantly troubleshooting something and and getting to, to the solution. You know, that's my thing. If it's something that I'm not in a rush. I have nothing to do and I have to do maintenance on my car. I'll, I'll swap out whatever I have to and I enjoy the work and it's beautiful. But it's when you have, let's say, 100 cars to diagnose and, and three cars to do heavy mechanical, the logical approach is you go to, towards your strength. Um, mm-hmm. so, so that's how I always visualize that. It's definitely not knocking on any type of uh, specialty that, that we focus on. It's just we all have our strengths and different things. Yeah. No, I am. Um... I mean, it was the same thing for me when I was a repair technician at Firestone is I got those little bits of satisfaction throughout the day of completing a job, getting something working that wasn't working, you know, finishing, you know, a big ticket or whatever. And those were like little bits of that. But now, like you say, the diagnostic side of things, it's it's definitely a more rewarding feeling. And yeah, you can just go from one to another to another. And I don't know, it keeps my, keeps my brain moving more than the repair work. Cause it kind of got monotonous after a while. Right. Like yeah. I've, I've done a hundred sets of ball joints and brakes and tires. And like, I can kind of even just turn my brain off when I'm doing them. <laughs> not, not a hundred percent. Right. I need to be safe, but like you do so many, yeah. it's just the same thing. And I can't do that with diagnostics. I don't know it's going to be something new each time. It's going to like really require my focus and my energy in order to get through that stuff. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny you say that because I always almost feel at times I I can't turn it off. You know, it, it's getting late in the day and it's time to wrap it up, and it's just that hunger keeps going. Like, oh, I could do one more. What if I look at this one? It might be this pattern failure. Which, whenever you think it is, it'll never be that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Exactly. So yeah, that'll be a that, that that's a rude awakening every time. Uh huh. Yeah, I've had those calls where I'm like, I already know what this is. Like, I've oh, seen this before. <laughs> nope. Man, I am guilty. Whenever, any time I diagnose the car on the phone, I get screwed. Yep. without fail uh-huh. rarely does it happen and that'll be a victorious day but not that often <laughs> oh man yeah um i'm actually right now in talks with a guy i'm trying to get a second van going um just because the the work is there you know my particular area where i'm at there's there's not a whole lot of other options you know, to offer the, like the programming and keys and stuff like that, that I do mobile. So I'm looking to get an employee and I think I've got a guy, right. I'm in talks. We're, we're sorting through it, trying to work stuff out. Um, do you have any advice for somebody who's <laughs> oh, looking to hire man. somebody for the first time? Um, man, I don't know if I'm going to be the right guy for that. That's never been uh, one of my strengths. I can tell you that, uh, I hired close to home, uh, it's a relative okay. uh, that um, he came out of the IT field and I was talking to him one day and, and, you know, he was telling me, you know, some of his goals and the things he enjoys. And I'm like, well, how would you like to, you know, try this out with cars? You know, a lot of things are similar, especially anytime these softwares are not working, you have to be your own IT guy and try to figure out, you know, different things in your computer. And, and the conversation kind of evolved uh, and uh, we were able to reach an agreement and I, I went through some basic training with him and, you know, he's a great employee, eager, and he learns every day. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as tips, I don't know. It's it, it's tough. I think there's so many things to consider. And uh, one of the biggest things uh, that you have to consider is what role is he going to play realistically? Mm-hmm. So for me, when I got David on, I my main goal was to have him focus on our key side and uh, updates, you know, as it evolves. And if he's interested, if he's not, I'm totally cool with it. But if he's interested, we can try to troubleshoot a couple things little by little, get, get into some habits. Um, I'm, I'm always, I don't know if I'm a control freak, but I have always such a concern about the outcome of a job. And if I'm not there to put my stamp of approval, I'm, I get very uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, so, so I haven't evolved into that yet as my comfort zone. Um, so, so when I got him on board and we understood, you know, pro, tooling him up with programming tools and have him understand how to go through some different things that you can experience. And, you know, even like a transmission set up, set up or a Ford airbag module. You know, you have to go into your ABS systems on some to learn the accelerometer sensor inside of the airbag. So those are things that take a long time for them to pick up on the patterns. If your guy is coming from automotive, I, I think it might be easier mm-hmm. for, him, for him to connect the dots. Does he already do programming? Uh, so he doesn't do programming, but he's he's a tech. I actually went to tech school with him. Uh, so I, I know him and I'm friends with him and a really, really solid, nice guy. Um, that, that was one of the things I was looking for is, you know, part of my business is being friendly and working with the shops, right? To a point, I don't want to get taken advantage of, but I have, I have a very friendly demeanor when I go into these shops. And I think that's helped with my success so far. And so I wanted somebody that would be like that too, right? That could represent the business well, but super, super nice guy. Um, he hasn't done a lot of programming. I took him on a ride along the the other day just to kind of show him like hey is this something you know that you'd be interested in and he definitely definitely seemed like he would be he's he was actually looking to get out of wrenching like out of the field because he's the same age as me you know coming up on 40 and he's been doing it his whole career and he just kind of wants to kind of wants to find something else i was like hey man this would be a great transition going back to what you said because he's got the auto background right and that's yeah I would find it very difficult, even just programming and keys to do it without knowing the car side of it intimately. That that helps every single day. I refer back to something I learned as a technician to help me out. You know, oh no, definitely. And and um, I really uh, admire you the the way you look at the how you handle your relationship with the shops because that's my thing too. I mean, every single shop to a certain extent, I have a very like. 
close relationship as far as anything they need. I'm always looking to just, at the end of the day, I want them to be happy and the car to be fixed. And, yeah. and um, and that's the same thing I have with, with David. Uh, he he's really really nice and, and very very polite and very patient. So so that goes a really long way because I think um, I've had personally experienced and, and had experiences with when I was starting out when a mobile guy would come out. Sometimes you know maybe you know you you're rushed. You know you have a lot of stuff on your plate. They usually didn't have too much time to watch their bedside manners with certain things. And I was like, oh, man, you know, it's uh, it was almost intimidating. I was yep. like, man, I don't want to get in his way. You know, I don't want to upset him. I just want to get the job done. And I never want to leave that impression. You know, I want them to be comfortable because we're working together. Um, and that's something that I have. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have with him that like everybody loves him and, and they love to deal with him because if anything comes up, anything we need to talk about, uh, they just reach out to me. He calls me. We figure it out and we move on. And and I sure. never want them to feel like uh, we're losing that connection. Uh, you know, as companies grow, that happens. It's inevitable. Yeah. And I think maybe that's happened to a certain extent, right? They don't see me anymore. They might talk to me on the phone. But anything for programming and stuff, I haven't been to some shops, you know, since January. Uh, but I'm fortunate, you know, they still call me often and we talk on the phone. And I always just want to make sure that things are okay. So so you have the right idea with that. That That's super important. As long as they take care of your people, um, that's going to be good. Yeah, it's uh, that's the part. Anything that you want to scale when you start off and your business is just you, that's the toughest part is, yeah, you're going to have to separate yourself from the day to day, but how do you maintain, you know, that, that relationship you have? Um, one of the best marketing tools that I've had, and I really haven't done any marketing is <laughs> technicians going to other shops or knowing people at other shops. I get so many calls from new places that I haven't been to before. Like, Oh, Hey, we, got your number from so-and-so or so-and-so is now working here. And he said, you do this and that. And that's been, that's been like so, so many new shops have been that way. And it's just by, it's, it's not like sucking up to him or anything. Honestly, it's just not being an asshole. Yeah, exactly. No, you're shops. right. Uh, being patient and like, <laughs> yeah. the thing got a question, that, I'll answer the question, you know? Yeah. And my biggest thing from day one, uh, honestly was, I don't care if it's a popped fuse, a dead battery, a loose terminal. I have never, ever taken the approach to make them feel smaller than me just because I figured it out. And that has, I think that has uh, paid itself tenfold uh, back towards me. And and like you said, yeah, a technician leaves somewhere or anything. I mean, they they like follow you, you know, they they just keep passing it along. And and that's what it is because the moment you intimidate somebody just to make yourself feel better, they're probably never likely to share your information. You know, it's going right. to be, uh, sure, you could feel like you're the man at that moment, but where does that get you? Exactly. So that doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Um, this is uh, just something I was thinking about. So I, I don't know if you do any ADOS stuff. Um, I know you do keys and programming, diagnostics. I haven't dove into the ADOS side of things myself. I was just thinking of like, there's different sectors of what we do, right? As mobile yeah. techs. We're, do you see any of those as being like a really big growth area in the next five to 10 years? I'm just trying, my, my where I'm going with this is I'm like trying to focus, like where should I invest my time and energy in for the next five years to be ready for that, that pop? No, and that that's definitely has to be an important part of your business plan. Uh, I can tell you that I never focused on ADOS. Um, it, it's a, a great, great focus. And I mean, you see so many successful companies, you know, they're doing great financially and they can do a lot uh, and they can support a lot of new cars. It's something that never attracted me. Uh, for some reason, I can't really even put it into words. Um, I recently actually am working on uh, having a third person get on board with me right now that will be focusing just on ADAS. But okay. I think uh, from talking to a few people, I'm trying to figure out the right wording for this, but like the the peak of it has is it, we're at the peak now, or it's about to pass us for ADAS. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies that are doing it right. You have all these major uh, used parts resellers buying into companies. Uh, a, a lot of glass companies are getting their people equipped. And the aftermarket, you know, there's a lot of tools available now. Before sure. you had to know all these specific part numbers, you know, get you know wait for it to come in, things like that. Some aftermarket things were. Or Sean, you know, oh my God, you can't say that name for that part. You know, people yeah. are going to die if you calibrate a car with this. So there, there was a lot behind that. And as that's fading away, 
it's becoming easier for people to do it uh, and be more open. And I think it, as I get this third gentleman on with me, um, I think we're going to do okay. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's going to be overwhelming as much as uh, the programming and diagnostics that I'm offering right now. Um, he recently, he's a super, super amazing tech. He owned the shop for many years and um, he's changing some things around and he's going to be getting on board with me. I don't think he'll be here for a long time, but we're going to try to grow the ADAS market in my area Okay. and then hopefully train somebody when he's ready to move on. Uh, so it's going to be kind of cool because he's got the ownership uh, experience, a great diagnostic technician. I mean, he's really well-rounded. Nice. So it's going to be really nice. Uh, and we'll see where that takes us. So so to answer your question, uh, I mean, ADAS, it's always going to be good money. I mean, that's just yeah. a reality. It's, especially if you focus on insurance jobs and stuff like that with the body shops. There's routines that they've been seeing it for years. They know the drill. So when you walk in there, it's nothing new. You know, you go in there, you do your job and and you leave. And, you know, it's kind of like programming. Uh, I don't do a lot of it, but I can imagine it's easy till it's not. You know, you sure. have your measurements, yeah. you have your tooling. But as soon as something's not right, then things get really hard. And that's when you need experience and you have to know what you're doing. Uh, but I think that it's a great area to focus on, especially, like you said, that uh, if, if you're going to consider adding on and he got tired of wrenching, he can focus on your programming and ADAS. Yeah. Uh, get him out to some training and uh, get some equipment. And that then you're faced with, uh, do I go all OE? Do I get some aftermarket, some OE? And if you do the math, I think at the grand scheme of things, usually getting a lot of OE stuff turns out to be less expensive than getting some huge package from an aftermarket company. Yeah, I I have seen the same thing in the limited amount of searching that I've done is that you can buy your OE targets for your most popular brands that you see and it's going to be significantly less than yeah the 20 the or 30,000 or whatever the yeah, giant we'll call it the box is. package yeah. yeah 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 right right um but yeah i haven't really dove too much into that but i i keep getting a few calls now i'm in with a few body shops now and so you know that's part of what they're asking for so i'm i'm looking I into see. it but it's just like anything else which i'm sure you know all about is like you only have so much energy and so much focus and deciding where to you know dedicate your different chunks to it because you only got so much and that's a constant struggle for me and that's why i ended up leaving (laughs) teaching this spring is like i I couldn't do two careers anymore and you know i chose the self-employment which Obviously, that's the one that obviously is going to take up more time, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm now trying to say, okay, where, where should my focus go for the future? It's going to be best for me. And then obviously for the business too. And that's, it's a constant update. It's a constant, you know, thing I'm wrestling with. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it gets easier, but <laughs> I don't think I could tell you that, but I can say that, uh, if that, that's one of the biggest things for me, uh, you know, from, you know, I was having conversations in the past. I think you have a good idea on the things I like to focus on, you know, as far as modules, uh, diagnostics, programming at the board level, things like that. I don't think I have the time or the mental capacity to, let's say, master ADOS, if I could even say that. Uh, so right. being able to get somebody on board that's almost going to have like, a, as far as the handling the jobs, almost like a partnership role where, hey, this is going to be your area to focus on. And then you're going to grow that part for me. I'm okay with that. Because mm-hmm. what I'm not going to do is, uh, and we had a conversation about this, was I can't stop uh, taking care of my current customers and, and servicing how I do. So I can say, hey, I'm only going to do ADAS now. Um, that would be a huge shift for me. And I don't think I, uh, that's the area that I want to go in. So if he's willing to grow that part for me and I can stay focused on what I do, if something like he moves on or, you know, whatever it is, I'll be okay. And uh, it's something that we tried and we provided the service for some people. Um, but yeah, I just, you don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are definitely not enough hours. If only oh, I didn't yeah. have to sleep, I'd be. I'd be yeah, honest. exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Sleepery. the thing, though, too, is, you know, it, this whole self-employment thing just seems to fill the time that you give it, you know, so yeah. you got more time, you, you fill it with more stuff, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I guess it's, it's good to have, you know, all this work and all these opportunities or possibilities, uh, to go with. I, I, 
should definitely not be complaining at all. I feel pretty blessed to have the opportunity that I have right now. And I love doing it too, right? Like it's all like, I'm just like, yeah, this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's refreshing to be able to have this conversation because a few people that I'll talk to that I'm more acquainted with that are shop owners, I'll try to like vent about what our conversation right now, like, yeah, you know, it gets to be a little frustrating and they're like, oh, well, any business is good business. And it's like, it is, but, you know, you can still have a certain perspective on it. And sometimes it sucks. Sometimes yeah. it's, you, you know, you, things aren't going well. It gets overwhelming. You take on more than you wanted. And yeah, so it's 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 complaining, but it's not. You know, sometimes you just want to put into perspective what's happening because then you can reflect on your decisions and try to mm-hmm. improve. Yeah, definitely. Um, So yeah, you've... um. You've got this EPROM thing going on. That's one area you've focused quite a bit on. Um, I um, The first class that I went to with you and Mike was down in Vegas. Uh, I think it was the uh, February of 21, I believe it was. Um, that was my first. I, I hadn't experienced anything on the board level prior to that besides, you know, seeing one that I cracked the yeah. case on or something. I didn't know anything that was on there. That was such a cool thing to get into and I've, I've explored it quite a bit more since, uh, but it was just a whole nother world uh, uh, what you guys were doing. There was, it, it, it was, that, that was the best. I really, really enjoyed that just to take like a module that's broken, that doesn't communicate, right? Like the, the footwell modules was the one yeah. that prior to that, like a module doesn't communicate, like throw it away. Let's get a new one. That's it. That's, <laughs> Move that's on, your right? option. Right. And yeah. no, 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 we can fix some of these, not everything, but a lot of them you yeah. can fix and you can do all kinds of, you know, new things and people can get creative, right? Like some of the really smart people that are doing this stuff, they're creating solutions for stuff that, no one else has a solution for. Um, but, uh, that was, that was such a cool thing to dive into with your guys' class. And I hosted uh, Mike up here earlier in the summer and that was, that was really cool up here too. Nice. No, yeah, I appreciate that. I think, yeah, I, uh, if I remember correctly, right after we got back from Vegas, uh, had the opportunity, uh, to get on your podcast and that was amazing. You know, we got to talk about what we did and how everything started, um, and you know, it's, it's one of those things where like the learning really never stops. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, I almost, I enjoy so much of it all, but also sharing, uh, the stories, uh, with you on here as well, because I'm hoping to reach out to like, you know, young techs, you know, our industry is really hurting. So, you know, it's just the possibility of a tech that's struggling out there or someone young that's really fascinated by electronics and they get to hear stories of, you know, cool things happening at the board level, programming things, maybe like you said, finding solutions to things that uh, the industry really needs and you apply Mm -hmm. yourself and you get there and you get to experiment with cool stuff. It could attract some new talent into our field because we really, really need it. I think as time goes by, it's it's getting worse, especially with, you know, module shortages, things like that. It's needed more and more. You need to have backup plans, software mm-hmm. breaking, that, you know, from the manufacturers, they don't work. So when, when you can reach out to people and just let them know that there's a whole other world of, of doing things, it's, it's, it's super great. Uh, it, it's good. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a very interesting part uh, if you're into that sort of stuff. And I mean, honestly... I don't know that I even knew that it was an interest for me until I got into it. I'm like, oh, this stuff is so cool. But I guess it does relate to just being a technician and gravitating towards that sort of stuff. You want to know how stuff works and you like fixing things. But I I never really considered a circuit board or inside of a control module as an area that I'd be diving into. And yeah, like you say, exactly what I'm doing is my career right now. I would have never guessed that when I was starting out in tech school that I'd be driving around and programming control yeah, modules. Exactly. And, <laughs> like, there's no oh, way. It just, it's, it's weird how life has a way of just uh, dragging you to, to a point <laughs> and you have no idea how you got there. But um, I, I, I sure do like it. Um, yeah. The, the EPROM stuff is really cool. Um, and it's definitely offered me, some abilities to give solutions to shops that they don't have elsewhere and that, you know, dealerships, um, 
even some other mobile companies or, or what they can do. I mean, the footwell module is a great example, right? Like, yeah, I don't, I'm pretty sure BMW is not going to fix that. <laughs> They're just going to sell you a module, right? Yeah. It's, um, it's, uh, it's there. It's kind of like a Ford coil, right? That's the yeah. job security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that, that sort of stuff, it, it's, it's interesting, but it's also really beneficial to you as a business or technician or whatever. I mean, even just a tech in a shop, right? Like the, you, you could purchase some tooling, go to some training, and now you have you know, an individual skill set that you can offer your shop that didn't exist yes. prior, makes you more valuable as an employee. Um, and I know a few technicians like that out there that are still, you know, they're still doing, you know, full-time technician job. They're still wrenching, but now I have this additional skill set that adds, adds value to my yeah. business and me as an employee. So it's worth, worth pursuing. I think if you're dealing with module stuff at all, yeah, you know, and it's to fill that void. If let's say you have an appetite for more, um, you know, you're, you're happy with your career, you you want to stay in automotive, but you have an itch to do more, or you've always wondered, well, you know, all these, I'll pick on Ford, you know, modules uh, being toasted from coil issues, um, and then you can actually repair that and identify it and trace these issues down, and and then relate that to anything else you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just really grow because then you understand the systems better. It can help you diagnose cars better. You, you get an approach of computer logic uh, and you can make better decisions based on that. So so it's it, like anything else in life. It's a snowball effect. If you if you want the knowledge uh, and you have that hunger for it, man, it's one, the more you learn, the, the more you know how little you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the way most guys or technicians can pick out an engine noise it's because they know all of the inner components yes. and how they work together, right? <laughs> if you'd never seen the inside of an engine, you just knew that it goes, you're not going to be able to pick out that that lifter, or that you know, rod bearing or whatever. You don't be able to say that, but you have this visualization of how all these components yeah, are exactly. moving in your this head. This is going this fast. This is going that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so transfer that over to computers you know, or circuit board or transistors, a processor, EEPROM, all that stuff. And now all of a sudden that side of your life becomes a little bit easier. You've got, you've got a picture in your head rather than just, oh, it's a magic box that does stuff, you know? Yes. Um, No, that's really well said. Um, And and it really, really works. Um, And there's so much more. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always more. Um, Random question. Have you dove into one of the uh, Ford uh, Focus TCMs or Fiesta TCMs to I, a- attempt any repair? I have, I'm in the process of that and then of finalizing and refining it. Um, I was gotcha. fortunate enough to have some effort. There you go. <laughs> I was fortunate <laughs> enough uh, putting up one yeah. in the camera right now. And yeah, it was not fun splitting that, was it? <laughs> I, I only stabbed my hand twice so <laughs> yeah no oh, that's better than what i could have done so yeah there's uh some parts and some things that go bad in them and um that there's hopefully going to be uh something i can offer to my customers really really soon uh yep. i mean i get calls for them several times a week so, mm-hmm. so it's uh it's gonna you know it's a good uh the the reality behind this though is to be able to offer a good solution like you are actually going as a business and selling one of these modules and stand behind it it's a lot of pressure yeah because it's not just oh yeah i'm gonna switch this driver and here you go but can you really say hey you're gonna be okay and i'll here here's my one-year warranty so there's a lot that goes behind when you want to recondition a module and and say here you go you know I, I have rebuilt it you're gonna be good to go you have to pick out any weak points and identify that and have experience with fixing it in a timely manner you know i, I could have 40 hours into this project and i'm not even close to being done mm-hmm. uh, so so it's um when you look at how cost effective it could be, how much money you could be making doing something else. And, and like, as we were touching on this earlier, it's, it's a constant balance, you know, what direction yeah. do you go in? Uh, somebody had a set, uh, we're always chasing bags in the air <laughs> so in the, or bags in the wind, I think. So it's, it's, sure. yeah, it's, it never stops. So that's one of them. Yeah. Uh, it's, 
I'm not sure if Ford has already established that they can have these back in stock in, in a reasonable amount of time. I haven't heard anything about it. I think it's only getting worse. So having a solution for these uh, these modules is going to be uh, very, very important and beneficial mm-hmm. to us. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping to figure out something. I've got some parts on order that hopefully should be here soon, and then I'm going to mess around with it. And my my thought process is I'm going to – I've got several of them here. I'm going to do my best to – you know, attempt to repair. I've got some clutch motors that I'm going to hook up on the bench and see what happens. But then I've got a few transmission shops that I work closely with. I'm going to give them a module and say, Hey, I'm not charging anything for this. Try this out. Let's see how it works on the car. Like I want to make sure it actually works on the car. And, um, they, they've already agreed to, you know, give that a a shot knowing full well that, Hey, maybe this doesn't work, but they're, they're in a bind right now, either way. Right. Like they can't get these things besides the junkyard. Now I've been told the junkyards have, you know, they know. And so they're charging full price for these things. Like the same as a dealer. Uh, From what I understood, uh, at least anything local to me, they don't sell you the module. They say, if you want this module, you're taking this transmission with you. Oh, yeah. They okay. will not split them. Uh, at least not anything around me uh, at all. And then okay. I've looked online at some other places, you know, you have some stuff from overseas that's, you know, questionable that they'll sell yeah. you, you know, something, but as far as like a genuine Ford part out of a car that maybe just got completely crushed in the rear and it's probably good. They will not separate them uh, around me. They want to sell you everything. Well, so you're paying for a transmission. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You say that because today I did one for a shop where he said he put the whole unit in as one. So that may be the, the same scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's so, no way out. So it's having these solutions and fixing these yes. things is going to be great. Yes. Um, and, and to that point, uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this evening was to talk about your uh, Subaru solution uh, that you've, uh, you've figured out for these things. Um, and I know you spoke about it with uh, Fonzal on his podcast. And then I had an episode, I don't know, a year or so ago, you know, where I fumbled through one <laughs> that I ran into for the first time, but you've come up with something pretty cool. Um, and you got a webinar coming up. So I wanted to hear all about what, uh, what you got going on. Obviously I'm not asking for, the details that's the webinar portion but what's what's yeah. going on with this uh, so uh i definitely uh want to point out uh, and give a shout out to uh, leo gilmore um you know he's a subaru tech out of new york amazing technician and and him and scott Shine had put together a subaru class that they presented at vision uh they had approached me about this concern you know leo was all very well familiar with it um and as uh, him and scott were building this class uh, they had a discussion about man it'd be pretty cool if we could actually well i guess we have to back up um so you know based on your podcast you, you know these uh, super ecus if there's a a timing fault um a lot of them will try to learn a, a new value of adjustment or compensation and after you fix your timing fault they won't uh, revert so it'll keep throwing a timing code, uh, even though you're mechanically sound. Uh, and in case someone hadn't heard that, I want to, you know, at least uh, point that out real quick. Sure. So now going back to that. So, yeah, they, they said, well, it would be cool if there could be something to do, you know. And, and Scott said, hey, I went through the, to this EPROM class with Pedro. Uh, and, you know, they do a lot of stuff at the board level. Maybe uh, they can try to find a solution for it. So they had approached me about it. And I you know, typical me. I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I want to try that. I'll see what I could do. You know, I want to do something big. I want to try to figure this out. Um, And I took on the role. It was very difficult for me at first because I see no Subarus around me. Mm. Rarely, maybe one a year. Um, So so wherever I'm set up, we just don't see them. Uh, So uh, I was fortunate enough to work closely with Leo and we were exchanging modules, trying different things. uh, And, you know, he was nobody better I could have on my side than him to try someone that's... diving into Subarus every day. Um, and I was able to uh, look at these modules, figure out what it was going to take to put them into a point where, you know, and in the module uh, repair world, or, you know, anytime you try to do anything at the component level, you could do something where you have like a file from a new module. If you're fortunate enough to have one, they, they call those virgin files and then they'll put them into a module and then, you know, they program it and do whatever they have to do with it. Um, 
that wouldn't be very beneficial, even though it'll fix your car, but then it's going to require follow-up. You know, if we were trying to completely wipe everything out, any identity, any characteristic the module has, and send it back to a customer, they have to pay for programming, uh, performing immobilizer functions. So sure. we were able to come up with a solution where we're only addressing those uh, VVT learning values, as Subaru calls them. Uh, that way, when the module goes back into the car, it has its identity, it's got it the right VIN number, the car starts, and then it'll learn the values. If you successfully fix the car, you're good. If the car's sure. still broken, that uh, code's coming right back. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's, that, that was very exciting, super exciting. I mean, the first one that uh, me and Leo, man, we were... If our text messages could have audio, I mean, we're probably screaming, you know, of excitement. <laughs> and, and it was really, really neat. Uh, I think the first one we did was like a 2017 uh, XV or uh, Crosstrek. Uh, uh-huh. and, and everything worked out as we would have wanted it to. And it was super exciting. And, and then we've done several after that. I've done a couple on my own. Um, and has, nice. It's actually had the opportunity to have several mail-ins too now. Uh, just from sharing webinar information and then just networking with people. Uh, so, so it's been a beautiful thing. It, it's really exciting, and I'm really excited to share this with people. There's a lot of hours that go into research, and I'm, I'm, I'm really going to enjoy sharing this. And, and the, the biggest thing I'm going to enjoy, to be honest with you, Sean, is the method I used and the technique that I'm using to try to research things inside of modules. I want to share okay. that with the class. It's nothing out of this world, but I think if anybody is curious and they want to start exploring different things and maybe share my method, they could come up with their own method. They can apply it to start exploring different things because at that point, the possibilities are endless. And as a community, we can help each other and grow and have a library of solutions for us. Yeah. That's, that's been one of the biggest things for me is, you know, sometimes I'll be sitting there, I'll I'll read something out of a module or a chip on the board or something and you got hex data and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Hmm, (laughs) I don't like, if I don't see a VIN, I'm like, well, I don't know what any of that means or, or where any of this matters for what I'm doing. And yeah, really super smart people out there that have figured it out, you know, probably, you know, I'm, I'm really curious. I'm going to be at that webinar. I'm really curious to know, you know, your approach to it, not just what the solution is. That's great. But yeah, how do you approach a project like that? How do you get through that? So that that's yeah. pretty cool that you did that. No, definitely. And, and that has always been my goal, you know, and I, as we had mentioned before, and when we were on here with you, with Mike, um, when, when I started doing this with Mike, I always wanted to, I wanted to, share the information I have on how things work, not on um, vehicle brand specific things. You know, that that's good that you need it. But when, when you can teach someone how something works, I mean, you can let them run on their own and they're going to do much bigger things than I could have ever done. If I, anybody out there just unleashes their full potential and, and they enjoy what they learned and you make them feel comfortable and get familiar with a topic, you know, because sometimes that's all it takes. I had to go to one class, the very first class I went to with Mike, and I mean, I just ran with it. The moment he answered the few questions I couldn't get answers to and, and pointed me where to get the tools I needed, it, that's it. It was over. <laughs> yep. And uh, and I want to share that. It's very, very difficult to get the right information. And, you know, I definitely never want to take away from the hard work that people that do this, uh, anybody that is interested in doing this and is going to put in the work, I think they deserve to have the knowledge and, and get the direction on how to do this. Anybody that's not going to invest in themselves, um, it's... It's not something they're going to pursue. So, so anybody mm-hmm. attending this webinar, it's it's because they're hungry for the knowledge. They wanna they wanna grow and they wanna try new things. Yeah, I, I mean, and you know, be that person in in your shop or your town or your state potentially that can yeah. do this when when nobody else can. Because the dealer again, like the BMW thing, they're selling new modules. That's the fit. Yeah. That's the, in the TSB is replace the module at this point when you get to this. Definitely. I had actually saved uh, a slide from uh, the Subaru. They have a big TSB on this issue, right? You know, you look up the trouble code, it takes you to a technical service bulletin that talks about how to diagnose this problem and and, then the vehicles that they list. And and it starts from some 2012s and up, uh, mostly 14 and up, uh, but a couple of 12s. And the, you go through the process, it tells you how to diagnose something. It, it's pretty good. It's a little lengthy and it'll go, okay, you repaired it. Now go look at your learning values. <laughs> Are they out of this specification? Replace ECU. 
mm-hmm. you know, that's a solution. And th- they're not they're not cheap. They're very expensive, and sometimes they take a long time to get them. So it be being able to offer that to a customer to as as a repair service. Hey, we we repaired your vehicle mechanically. There was some electronic things that uh, have also been altered as a consequence of your fault, but we address that as well too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, you guys, there's a raffle going on too. You got oh, some people yes. sponsoring it. What's going yes. on there? Thank you for reminding me. So it's uh, we have it set up for October 27th, uh, which is going to be a Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, if it goes longer, you know, I'll, obviously I'll be there and everybody's welcome to stay, but it's scheduled to be from seven to nine. And anybody that signs up, uh, I, I get the question a lot. So I wanted to take the opportunity. Uh, you're going to get a reminder the day before and then uh, the day of, you're going to get an email with the link to get on. Um, and uh, Carlos from AES Wave uh, reached out to me and he's donating a really cool tool. It's a breakout box that's going to have some leads on it that we uh, use all the time for he- hooking up modules on the bench, you know, power supply, communication lights, ground. Uh, it acts like a breakout box to assist you with everyday diagnosis with a DLC. Mm-hmm. And it has this cool adapter that you can plug in on the side where you can treat it uh, as a complete bench setup where you can plug in a scan tool, power up a module, connect your scan tool. And and, and that's going to be part of the process that we're going to be doing in the webinar, actually. And then also Topdon, an amazing company with some really cool stuff, scan tools, maintainers and anything, you know, with power supplies. Uh, they have donated um, two scan tools. Uh, I have that nice. listed on my Facebook page, um, and I'll be sharing more on that uh, in the posts and emails that we send out. Uh, but anybody that registers to the class will be entered into that raffle. So there will be two top-down scan tools uh, and that adapter from AES Wave. So a big thanks to them nice. for supporting me. That's is that the Go Diag? Is that the breakout box? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. it is the Go Diag. So basically, uh-huh. AES Wave took it on. Uh, took on a project to add a connector on the side that is all banana leads uh, oh, that sure. works okay. uh, with uh, the AES wave. Uh, I can't think of the, the name. The U-terminal. Uh, yeah, the U-terminal kit. Nice. Uh, and man, I mean, anything you need is in there. So it's, it's really, really neat. Yeah. That that Godiag box is, is definitely super slick. Um, I have one in my van and I have one for just like my house when I'm doing stuff at home. Yep, exactly. And the the newer because i had the old one the newer one i bought has it's got the voltage for the system but i I like that it has the amperage on there too so like if i've got a completely dead module or i think it's a dead module it's like it's kind of a giveaway of hey this thing's doing something it's not completely dead (laughs) well also when i hook up something wrong i say i see a big spike on that amp meter i know i know i gotta take a step back (laughs) exactly so it's very very neat well, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, more incentive for people to check that out. Um, yeah. Topped on awesome stuff too. I've been using a bunch of their stuff uh, recently. I just, got, I got their, um, uh, their EEPROM, the Ninja box. I've been messing around oh, with that a nice, little bit. Nice, nice. I've been meaning to um, get one. I'm going to try to be using that very soon as well. So it's supposed to be very, very capable device. Um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to having that on the bench as well. Uh, they, they do some cool stuff. My, you know, one of my favorite scan tools from them is the remote. Um, I, I use that all the time with my tech. And uh, it's something to look into. It has some really neat features. Um, so, so really exciting. Yeah, because I haven't used the remote myself. I have, a, I have the smart. but So the remote, it's a fully functional scan tool. Like you, you don't have to have someone remote in, right? You can just use it as oh, a yeah. scan tool. Is that okay? A hundred percent. And one of the key features is just as the name would indicate, uh, anybody with a capable device uh, that's part of their team uh, will be able to use OEM software to assist you in programming, performing function, functions, and even diagnostics. Um, nice. So, so it's something that it, it's in early stages, but it looks very promising. Cool. Um, yeah, all of these, all of these tools, it's obviously never ending. Um, oh, man. do you, cause I've, I've talked to people that do and people that don't, do you track ROI on the stuff that you buy for your business at all? Or is it just sort of like, terrible. I want I that or. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm, 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 I'm spoiled like that. And it's, it's not, I, I wish I could, and I want to evolve into being able to do that. Uh, but I haven't put myself in the situation. I can't, you know, being obviously a small company, right. It's me and, and, and one guy. So I could gauge it out and say, Hey, um, 
um, and see if it's something that's going to work for me, then um, I have an idea how many requests I've had, how many people have called me for a certain job and a tool that I'm going to need or how it could benefit me. And, and then it's you make a wise choice. There, there's some trades I've made that haven't paid back, so I've, I've learned the hard way. Uh, but I think it's very interesting when you can uh, have a sheet showing uh, the return of investment uh, from anything that you're buying. It's the right move, but I'm, I haven't done that quite yet. Is, is that something you're, you're doing already? Uh, no, I'm in the same boat where it's a it's an idea of mine. I would love to actually track that somehow, but I don't have any means of doing it at the moment. Um, I was actually thinking the other day, I'm like, I wonder what tool or you could even say like, uh, I don't know, scan tool platform. So, or sometimes it's just software, right? What tool or what software has had the best ROI for me? Like what, you know, <laughs> dollar for dollar, what's been the most valuable tool that I, per- that I've purchased. I was trying to think about that. And it, it was tough because there was a few that would pop up. I'm like, well, yeah, I do a lot of, like, I do a lot of GM transmissions, right? Yeah. So my, my MDI two has been, has paid for itself several times over. My IO terminal has paid for itself several times over. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many different ones where I'm just like, oh, that's been a really nice tool. That's been really handy. And then the opposite side of it too, where I bought this and I either never used it or I used it once, and I'm like, boy, that was kind of a, <laughs> was a waste yeah. of money. Oh. But oh, uh, I have one that I'm not gonna say the name, but yeah, it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible choice and uh, so pricey. But you know, it's part of it, and and sometimes you you think that it's something you can add on, and and it doesn't work out. Uh, but yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, I think uh, probably maybe 50%, 60% of my programming client base is transmission shops. We do a lot of them, um, you know, every day. And it's, I would agree, GM transmissions uh, have been great. Um, at one point, it's, it's almost like these things come in waves. Uh, the yeah. Nissan CVTs. Man, it was just nonstop. So mm-hmm. I could have said that my uh, Nissan factory interface and, and the software was at one point my best return of investment. Uh, and then it just shifts over to the next one. Uh, so it all depends, you know, what's happening around you and the market that you're in and then what's going to pay off. And, and that's, as you're saying that in the same breath, you have to consider, well, that's why you need so many tools. And it's hard to really gauge out, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a consistent flow of this one. Um when when you're a, I think a company of our size where we just have a couple techs or one tech, whatever's going on in your market in your area, that's going to dictate uh, what tools are going to pay back and or, or not, or they're going to be on the shelf for a little bit, and then you're going to pull them back out when you need them again. Yeah, it's almost like these cars pick when they're all going to break down together. You have like a complete Chrysler Jeep week, and then you move yeah. into a Ford, and yeah, it's 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 almost comical. It it is, and it's been that way. As long as I've been in the field, right? Not even the diagnostic technician. I remember like really early on at a shop and we all of a sudden got three Suburbans in. They all needed fuel pumps like the same day. And two of them were same color. Like there was two black Suburbans and a red one and they all had fuel pumps out. And, you know, obviously you start thinking, well, maybe there's some bad gas around or whatever. But like stuff like that happens where you're just like you're doing the same job three, four times in a week and then you don't see it for a month. What is that? You just brought back a memory of, I could relate that uh, it was the Chrysler 300 Dodge Charger suspensions. I mean, we were just doing control arms on these things nonstop. It's yep. like they had yep. a limited life and, you know, they were just coming in for all kinds of clunky noises. And yeah, the parking lot always had those cars there. So it's like mm-hmm. it was a wave, you know, I, I could think when I just got out of school, it was a uh, 06, 06, 07. I mean, we were just flooded with cars like that for suspension work. Um, yep. And then I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen them as much for that concern anymore. But yeah. Three one and three four intake gaskets. I could do those in my sleep, and I wasn't a yeah. GM technician either. I was an independent <laughs> tech, and I did so many of those things. Of course, I haven't done one. I haven't you know, seen one or done one in years. Right? Um, I yeah, could probably I still remember all the bolts on it. But <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're right. That's I forgot about that one. That's interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. That these waves are interesting, and then they go the same way with electronics. You know, these pattern failures. You you'll get flooded with them, and then they go away. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of something else that I've seen as far as programming. I mean, those, you know, Ford Focus, Ford Fiesta, TCMs, you know, those, those are obvious. <clears throat> They've always been there. Those hit this summer when it got hot around here. Like I, I kind of had a period of time where they were infrequent. And then as soon as it got hot this summer, it was just one after another, after another. <laughs> um, awesome. So I'll be curious to see now that it's cooling down, if that kind of backs off or not. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I know it's a, it's a dry clutch system. And so it's possible the overheating, you know, has something to do with the, the failures in them, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's crazy. It's a, I wish we could predict this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> There's an idea. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's, you know, it, especially as you start investing into a new tech, uh, that's going to be one of the most difficult questions you're going to ask yourself. Well, what do I need to tool him up with first? Yeah, yeah. I'm going big three for, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the majority of what I do is for GM Chrysler but by a wide margin. So I'm going to set him up with that to start. Yeah. And that'll be a starting point and we'll kind of expand out from there. I'll handle you know, Asian Euro Diagon keys for now. And then eventually, you know, spread that uh, as much as possible, or at least that's, that's my plan for right now. You know, life doesn't always go according to plan. (laughs) No, but you got the right idea. You know, it's uh, everything you're saying, kind of like I can put myself in that place from where I started. And uh, I like that idea. Yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it all works out, you know, that's, uh, Oh yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. Yeah, it's fun. It's exciting. Um, I've never been completely out on my own, you know, like I am, you know, since this spring. Um, But I really do enjoy it. Like calling the shots is pretty cool, Um, even though it requires a lot of your energy and attention and focus and responsibility, especially if you have an employee even more so. But I don't know. It's I don't think I could go back to working for somebody yeah, else. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I've um, I had a really cool situation where um, I had a vehicle towed in from almost four hours away, uh, almost in another state, um, and it was someone that had attended one of my classes, and uh, they were really looking to get some help on a, a vehicle. Um, and wow, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. I have brain farts all the time. Yeah. Wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, I it'll, maybe it'll come back to me in a bit. But uh, no, it, it, when, once you're looking into uh, that, it's you're you get to call the shots, but you're also kind of like a slave to yourself uh-huh. uh, yeah. because of that. Uh, but at least you know you do. Oh, that's what it was. I remember now. So you know they told the car up here to me, and um, I'm not sure if the the shop owner was, was joking or serious. It really the conversation carried on a lot, where uh, he kept trying to offer me a job. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's not more like, it's not like a flex or anything. It's more like how, um, how much I would not even consider that because I'm enjoying so much what I'm doing. You know, yes. like I was able to help them with their vehicle. I did it my way. Uh, it worked out and I, I took my approach to my comfort, my comfort and everything was great with it. So, mm-hmm. so the, even the thought of me thinking of being a, a, under somebody else at that time, uh, I, I feel like I would lose everything that I've worked for right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it comes with a lot of responsibility, a lot of weight on your shoulders to do it. Um, but it's you're you're the the, the captain of the ship <laughs> regardless of which direction it's going it's, and sometimes the captain is not that nice to himself <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah right I, oh, i'm man. i'm the worst boss for sure <laughs> it's nine o'clock uh you better you better get back to work on that module yep, yeah. F- finish it off you got more to do tomorrow <laughs> sleep you don't need sleep <laughs> oh boy yeah for sure um well, cool, man. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure you're uh, crazy busy. So it means a lot to me that you do that. Um, I will, is there, there's a link to the webinar, correct? Yes. I'll, um, let me know if there's any way I can share it with you and I'll pass yeah. it along. I'm going to put it in the show notes. It'll be on the Facebook page. I think it already is on the Facebook page, but I'll, it'll be with this episode's post. Uh, so anybody that's interested, um, it's a click away and uh, strongly recommend you check it out. I will be there for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. It was a real honor to be here and, and just very excited that I had an opportunity to talk to you again. Um, and uh, it's, it's, I'm really looking forward to the class and that opportunity. Uh, I'm sure that 
every time there's any type of a class or lesson, I learn so much. You know, you have so many bright people that start grilling you and asking you all kinds of questions, and it really gets the hamster wheel turning. So I, I learn yeah. so much from uh, these people. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. One more big thank you to Pedro for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. Really cool stuff. I hope you are interested in sign up for that webinar. Again, there's a link in the show notes uh, for you to do that. Feel free to reach out uh, if you've got any questions. I'll do my best to answer. But other than that, I would just like to thank everybody for listening to the show, all the feedback that I've been getting about the show. And heck, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, reach out to me. My email's in the show notes. You can hit me up there, Facebook Messenger, Carrier Pigeon, whatever's easiest. We'll talk. But other than that, let's all get out there, start fixing the world, one car at a time.